and soul podcast. I'm grateful you are tuning in today. I'm Shauna Hall, a self-love and mindset coach teaching you how to align your life through mindset shifts, spirituality, and manifestation. Each week, I'll be giving you tips designed to help you create a passionate, purposeful, high vibe reality that you love. If you're ready to align your glow, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. I have Jen Golick on the podcast today. She is a high performance coach. And when we say high performance, really she coaches individuals who have big visions and who want to better themselves. So essentially she coaches all types of individuals, which I love. She specializes in PTSD. She's an NLP coach and she actually is a previous counselor turned coach. Today, we talk about all kinds of great topics, which I think you will really love. Some of those topics discussed today are a little bit about trauma, nothing super triggering, just a general scope and how to heal that. We talk about setting daily intentions. We talk about getting clear on your desires and how the power of managing your emotions on a day-to-day basis will help align your life in a better way. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and as always, feel free to tag us and share so we can continue to make a bigger impact. Thank you so much. Hello, and welcome back to the Align Your Glow and Soul podcast. I've got Jen on today, so thank you so much, Jen, for coming on. Thank you for having me. And my first question for all my guests is, how do you align your glow and soul? Oh, this is such a great question. And I think it varies every day, but the truth is I spend a lot of time tapping into my heart and my purpose and how I want to show up for myself and for the world on a regular basis. I'm constantly checking in with myself. I, I mean, I love everybody's answers, but that's, I haven't heard that one yet. And I really love that because I think we forget that in the day-to-day grinds. We just forget what matters. We do. Uh, society's built on being in your head when humans are designed to be in their heart. Oh my gosh. So we can finish if, right there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if we can develop a practice of getting back into our heart and in our body, we can answer any issue or solve any problem that we have. Okay. I'm going to have you say that again, because it's so good and people need to hear it again because it's so true. Yeah. If we can get into our heart and stay there, we can solve any problem or any issue that we have. Yes. Our body resonates at a level that when we are tapped into ourselves, we have the answers Society has conditioned us to overthink, which clouds our intuition and our gut responses. So true. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. it's so juicy. So we're going to get, we'll circle back to some of those things you just mentioned in just a moment, but tell us how have you arrived to this current state of your journey? You know, why are you a coach? Give us yeah. all the juicy details. Juicy details. So I grew up in a pretty chaotic household. Uh, It was Roman Catholicism on one side and Native American shamanism on the other. So super confusing. And 
um, it was really confusing and my family life was chaotic. So as I grew up, I realized I have some issues. I should probably figure this out. I'm not quite sure what I want. I know I, I feel un I'm uncomfortable. Um, I don't like the decisions I'm making. I'm a train wreck. And as I got older, I started to unravel what I believe and what I didn't believe, which made me separate from a certain part of my family. And then I really came to the understanding, which most counselors do, is that um, I'm going to go become a counselor um, so I can figure out psychology and why I'm so messed up. And then I became a counselor for 12 years and I specialized in PTSD and uh, childhood trauma and all the fun stuff. And I did it because I needed to figure myself out, but I wanted to help other people. So my purpose in life is helping others uh, become who they really truly are, right? And reach their goals, no matter what their goal is. And um, as I outgrew counseling and therapy, I started to delve into spirituality and my Native American side. And Native Americans believe that we are all connected and Mother Earth and Father Son is masculine and feminine. And when you they join together, you create wholeness. Um, I lean more towards that kind of understanding. And as I started to learn about it, a lot of stuff came up for me. But on the other side of my pain and my trauma and my, my chaos, as I started to release it and heal those wounds within myself, my life shifted. I went from a single mom that didn't have, you know, any money that had to make my partner leave because he wasn't healthy to buying my first house as a single parent, um, owning multiple cars, getting certified as a high performance coach, starting to really help other people recognize that just because you didn't have the life and the childhood that you wanted doesn't mean you can't have the adult life that you desire. So I started my personal development journey and a lot of it has to do with spirituality. And I learned about mindset and how to shift it um, at the deep core subconscious level. And as I started to heal those inner child wounds, I looked at the world differently. And as I looked at the world differently, people came to me that brought me what I was looking for right? They were like a piece of the puzzle. And it started to click with me that when I really settled on what it was that I wanted and I faced the shadow of why I didn't feel like I deserved it and I let it go and I almost forced myself into believing that I did deserve something, I got it. And that's not a coincidence when it happens over and over and over and over and over again. If it was a fluke, I would get it, but it wasn't a fluke. Every single time I dug in and faced the, the depth of the shadow, right? I, I consider it, I used to call it my darkness, like the dark side of me, the pain, the sadness. When I would face that head on and I would release it and I would bring love and, and shift my mindset to it, something really amazing would show up. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And we're just going to jump yeah. right in with what yeah. we, what you just kind of finished on. And I love to talk about this subject because I think if we talked more about it, life could be a little bit better facing the shadows. Okay. 
<laughs> the shadows. Yep. We all have them. So you said that, you know, when you realize facing the shadow of wanting something that you didn't think you deserved, once you work through that, you were able to bring in that, whatever that was, right? Yep. Yes. So for the people that you work with, or maybe, maybe a thing that you often see, why does somebody even start with that? A lot of times it's, you know, they, they come with, they come to me or even like with myself is it was a lack of clarity of what I wanted. Uh, once I got deeper into, it's not really a lack of clarity. It's a willingness to look at, do I think I really deserve what it is that I want? So for example, I, I wanted to be a really, is the, the most successful single parent that I could be, but I wanted to raise my kids in an emotionally intelligent environment with stability. I did not believe for a long time that a single mom could own a house and, and have the time and energy to devote to her kids. I own multiple houses. My kids are amazing people. They're all very emotionally intelligent. They're all living their own lives now. And it's because I looked at why don't I feel like I could do this? Why do I feel like I'm not good enough to be this person? And the truth is it went back to a pain point of not feeling good enough as a child to deserve the attention of my parents. So because my parents didn't give me attention, how as a parent do I believe that I could give my kids attention, be a single mom, you know, make enough money to own multiple homes, pay off all their cars, like be really successful. I had to get right with myself on that. And first of all, do I deserve this life? Yes. Am I worthy of it? Yes. Can I handle it? No. Oh shit. There it is. So why can't I handle it? Well, my parents couldn't handle it. So is that my belief or was it given to me? So I would, I unraveled that and realized that I actually do believe that I could handle it. So it was shifting my mindset into owning my own power and, and owning that warrior side of me that I can really, I'm allowed to do whatever it is that I truly want because my parents couldn't does not mean that I I can't. And oftentimes this is what stops people from going for to the next level, no matter what it is that they want, whether you're a parent and you want a better relationship with your child or your partner, or, you know, you're a professional and you want to go up the ladder. It all comes down to the same thing is what do you want? Are you willing to shift what needs to be shifted to get it? And what are you willing to do? Like, what are you willing to receive in order to keep it? Ooh, okay. Let's take into that. I think people have a hard time with that because we just don't believe we can receive first of all, but yes. I love yes. that. So when you say, what are you willing to receive to shift it? What, where, where are the blocks you see with a lot of people with that? Um, a lot of it comes to their belief system of, do they believe that they're worth it? And people aren't willing to receive They're Actually, that's not true. I want to take that back. It makes people uncomfortable to receive because we are not a, a society that deems that as wonderful. We are a society that you are to give. That's where your value is. That's where your self-worth is, is that you give to others. We don't receive. Value on receiving is not the same as value on giving. But the truth is, if we could allow ourselves to receive love, attention, money, time, gifts, if we could settle into our heart 
and allow ourselves to receive that, the impact that we would have on the flip side of being able to give is like 10 times. So true. So true. So a lot of the work that I do with, especially with women is where are you not allowing yourself to receive? Ooh, that is deep because as women specifically are, we are conditioned as a society, as you said, to not only give, but don't give to ourselves. We're taught to take care of the family, the kids, the dog, everything. Right. And we don't prioritize ourselves because we're made to feel bad to want to go and take a moment by ourselves or to want a moment away from the household. And this is, you know, generations and generations of conditioning decades and decades. And so it's hard to, to expand out of that. Yes, it is. Um, a lot of times it's a generational, but if we want to shift perspectives and if we want to shift our future, especially for women, it's in receiving. Ooh, that's so good. I love that. And I think when you talk about generations, sometimes it's not even, I mean, it is generational often, but sometimes it's within your own, you know, lifespan and links directly to your inner child. So let's, let's, let's dig into that, which I love that you are trauma-informed and that that is something that you teach and coach. And so I think inner child healing is something every single human on the earth needs to do. (laughs) Um, But where do you even know? Like, how would you know that that's really where you need to start in order to move forward? Uh, If you are in settled in your body enough to recognize body signs, it is the pain that creeps in and the pain could show up as a body ache. It could show up as a pinging in your heart. Some people can recognize it as a feeling of resistance or like a hitting a wall or a knocking on a door. Uh, If you're a thinker and in your head, inner child stuff shows up as I can't do that. It won't work out. This isn't going to happen. No. But we all do that in some capacity. Yes. Yes, we do. So. What I usually say is how often does this story that you're playing come up when you're thinking about a certain subject, or if you want to move or shift in your life somewhere and you're stuck and you keep thinking the same thing over and over again, typically that's your body's response of saying, there's some work here that we need to do. Let's dig into it. And if you're in tune, it's going to get louder and louder and louder and louder until you listen. So true. Mm -hmm. One thing you, I think, spoke about on Facebook, Instagram, something like that, is the lovely book, The Body Keeps the Score. Yes. It's on my to-do list to read, but I've heard beautiful things about this, this, um, this book. So what, let's give kind of the cliff notes of it. How does the body keep the score when it comes to just healing and trauma and all that? Yeah. So kind of the gist of this book is there's a lot of anecdotal stories about how this person recognized that people were experiencing trauma and it was being stored in their system. But he talks about um, the lack of memory, but a physical response. 
So you can go back in time and say, well, I don't really remember a whole lot about my childhood, but I keep having physical responses of something, or you have triggers, or you have anxiety, or you have depression. These are all symptoms of childhood trauma that are labeled in different areas. So he does say, you know, um, there was a time where kids were labeled ADHD, kids were labeled with anxiety, uh, conduct disorder, um, bipolar, mood disorders, access to all that fun stuff. But at the root of it, when he started to do uh, research on these families that had all of these diagnoses, they all had one thing in common, childhood trauma. So is it ADHD? Or is it trauma that your body is storing? And there are there is new research now that shows that trauma changes the cells. And when your cells change, you don't respond the same. So like emotional freedom technique, tapping, disrupting the neural pathways and getting that story out of your mind and then also releasing it out of your body at the same time is really helpful. With EFT, and there's multiple ways. Oh, yeah. So, this is say, how do you? What are the ways that you can kind of release that? Uh, there's a lot. I mean, somatic healing is one of them, but I, I focus on the emotional freedom technique or tapping, which is disrupting the neural pathways, right? So, every time you have a thought over and over, it creates a memory, and that memory forms as, as a neural pathway. It's like a, I want you to think of it as a lazy river. So, that thought process just flows. You don't even have to bring it up. It just, if when you think about it over and over, you've created that neural pathway and it flows all by itself. That's anxiety. That's depression. That those are those thought loops that happen. So what EFT does is it works on the meridian system of the body and it disrupts that thought process. So uh, the practitioner is going to bring up an emotion or bring up a statement or a memory that really speaks to you. You have a strong physical response in your body. And as you tap on that, it disrupts that lazy river. So it can't flow the same. And when you can't bring up a feeling to a thought, it makes it much easier to rewire it and let it go. Ooh, very good. So when you don't have that strong physical response, some people feel it in their heart. Some people feel it in their stomach. Some people get warm all over the place. When you don't have that strong physical response to a thought, it is so much easier to just not be there, to not hold it, right? Um, and then we can replace it. So with EFT, I love, love it, love it, love it. I just geek out on all day long. Um, and I think everybody can benefit from it. It doesn't matter if you have trauma or trying to lose weight or quit smoking or whatever, break a habit. How can yep. somebody use EFT for some of those, I don't want to say basic, but just different things like yes. losing weight or changing just everyday habits. So it is exactly the same. Typically though, the intensity isn't quite as high, but it will work exactly the same. So if you believe that it is hard to lose weight, you have a narrow pathway that is created with a thought loop. So you would just tap on, you would find a statement. Yes, losing weight is hard. Yes, losing weight is hard, but you would tap on that particular topic until you felt the emotion leave your body. Once you felt the emotion leave your body, you can replace it with a positive statement. And it's that simple. That's awesome. So if somebody wanted to use EFT to stop smoking or 
I'm trying to think of some common other ways I've seen people. Yeah. It. But let's just say, we'll just use stop smoking. Cause that's right. Yeah. Like everybody should stop smoking. <laughs> so you're going to find the statement that has the strongest response in your body. And typically it's like smoking is really hard to quit. Right. Or I can't quit smoking. Um, you're going to tap on that on the meridian system in a very specific order as you say the statement, but you're going to put a statement in front of it, which is trusting yourself. So even though I love and trust myself, smoking is hard to stop. As you start to rewire those neural pathways, it's going to get really hard to remember that statement and you're not going to feel it. That's your cue that what you're doing is working. Mm, that the, is next, so good. the next step is to replace it with something that's true. So even though I trust myself, I know that I am capable of quitting smoking. That's true. And it is believable at some point. So you start replacing it with that because you're creating a new neuro pathway. So you could use EFT for everything. Finding everything. A relationship, well, rather loving yourself, which is first, but manifesting money, job, everything. If you think um, you work really hard for your money, that's a statement that you should probably use EFT to shift. How, I can almost guarantee most people have said that at one point in their yes. lives. Yes. And I think with that particular statement, that's another, especially for women, they are conditioned that everything is hard. Things are harder. Being a woman is harder. It's more difficult as you, we were talking a little bit earlier, but you know, you had, you had the same belief, right? When you were, when you started your journey of, well, I'm a single mom and I didn't believe that I could. So I love this subject and I love the subject of money. So let's like, how can we help people switch that? I manifested a down payment for my house of $32,000 that I never had to pay back. Ooh. Okay. Tell us that story. It was, um, so I was doing a lot of interpersonal work. I was using EFT. I had done some inner child healing. Um, I healed the wound of not feeling good enough and being able to receive. And I went to, I was a a counselor at the time and I took one of my clients to a, a budgeting class. And at the end of the class, there were lenders there that said, if you do these three things, there's a group of businessmen and companies in the community that want to help people with down payments on houses. And I thought, oh, I can do this. Okay, I've been working on this. So I let go of my belief that money came hard. I let go of my belief that I wasn't worth it and that I was willing to receive, like I was capable of receiving this. I went through the process. When I got approved, the lender called me and said, never has anybody ever received a $32,000 down payment? Here's the kicker. I was the last person to receive this fund before it ended. I was the last one. And the lender said, she does not need to pay it back. That has never happened. When you, in this program, if if you sold the house, you had to pay 15% of the down payment back. So you didn't have to pay, no, never, ever. You would never have to pay it back. No, I sold that house and I did not have to pay $32,000 back. I didn't have to pay any of it back. That was their gift to me. Never had that happened before. Oh, I love stories like this. That's so amazing. And it really starts with the belief. That's it. It was, was, I allowed myself 
to receive. I allow myself to be cared for and to be loved and to be nurtured. And I did it in a way that was really authentic, which was, this isn't mine to take. I deserve it because I am human and I am good and I am worth it. And when I got there, everything shifted. And I think, you know, we all go through that battle, whether you've done the inner work or not. And so for that belief, that, that shift, what are some great daily intentions people can have to just start the process or maintain it if they've already done the work? So in the beginning, um, and this goes back to my teenage years, because I was, I really struggled during uh, my teenage years. My house was super chaotic and I did not feel loved. And I remember there was a time where I was so low that I had, I looked at myself in the mirror and I would tell myself every day that I loved myself. And I did that. My subconscious did that because it was either love myself or, or die have a broken heart. It was those two. It's like, I had a choice. There was a pivotal moment when I was 17 years old, that it was like, I either need to give myself what, what other people can't give me, or I am literally going to die. And I started telling myself, I love myself in the mirror. If you can spend five minutes checking in and settling into your heart and really, truly giving yourself gratitude for who you are and what you've completed in this life as of yet, that will shift. So that's like the number one thing that I would recommend anybody do is spend five, a minimum of five minutes, just being with yourself in a really loving way, whatever that looks like for you. Some people looking in the mirror is too much. It's too, it's too intense. It's too raw. They don't believe it. Great. Just sit with yourself and sit with a feeling of love. If you can't draw a feeling of joy or love or peace up for yourself, I want you to go back to a time where you felt really happy, whether it was an experience you had at a birthday party or a movie that you watched that elicited joy. And I want you to take that memory and I want you to run through it until you can feel it in your body. And once you can feel it, I want you to start replacing it with you right now, because your body and brain don't know what that it's not happening in the moment. But we have to connect with the feelings that we want, the high vibrational feelings of love, peace, joy, acceptance, altruism, authenticity. And if however you get there, even if it's false, even if it's a memory from 20 years ago, get your body to feel it and your brain will believe it. Yes, I love that and agree 110% with you. I whenever people mention kind of that link, that anchor, right, of feelings, I always think about um Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and just the epigenetics and like, oh yeah, everything associated with that. Cause as you said, your body doesn't, your subconscious mind doesn't know what's present, past or future. There, there is no difference in time. And so when you can associate to that memory, that is a high vibrational state, you can change so much for yourself. I got rid of a food allergy by doing this. Okay. You must tell me more. (laughs) So I can't, I have, I have not been able to eat tomatoes since I was a kid. I have an allergic reaction to them. My, I break out in ulcers right away. Um, My throat gets kind of swelly and it gets uncomfortable and I'm miserable. I wanted to eat a tomato so bad 
that I sat in meditation and I worked on releasing uh, my allergy to tomatoes and I talked my body into believing that I can eat them. And now I eat them. Okay. That's, I've never heard a story like that. I used to work in an allergy clinic and we would do, you know, allergy shots. If people are not familiar with that, you literally inject yourself. I mean, you don't, we, we, the clinic does, but you're injected with a tiny, tiny bit of the thing you're allergic to over a very long period of time Mm -hmm. until you, um, your body actually gets used to it. So you just eliminated that entire process. So how long did it take you to go through that? Weeks. Okay. Every day, every day I sat in meditation and I talked to the part of my body that had an allergic reaction to tomatoes. I reframed tomatoes in a way that was positive and delicious. And um, I just did a lot of really deep work on, on my subconscious of these tomatoes and wanting to eat them and running through scenarios where I ate them and I did not have an allergic response. And I remember the first time I ate tomato, I was like this, the anxiety of this tomato, because my mouth is going to break out and mouth ulcers. I'm going to have canker sores for two weeks. If I eat this little tiny tomato, my throat is going to be itchy. I'm going to be miserable. If I eat this, am I willing to do it? Yes. I'm willing to try this experiment after weeks of sitting in meditation. I ate it. Didn't have a problem. I ate another one. Didn't have a problem. I ate a bigger one. Didn't have a problem. I put tomato sauce on my pizza the other night. Didn't have a problem. I had like Pasta with marinara sauce didn't have a problem. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So and now that- I don't care about tomatoes. Now I'm like, whatever, <laughs> I don't need to eat a tomato again. I, I'm fine. I feel like I'm done. I've done the work. We're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's phenomenal. Have you worked with any particular individuals on something similar? I haven't. Uh, nobody cares enough to get rid of their food allergies. I would love to try it. So I haven't tried it on cheese. I am very dairy intolerant. I haven't tried it on cheese only because it does take a lot of time and commitment. And I don't have that right now, but I would love to work with someone on something like that and just see where it goes. I've worked with people on pain. I helped a gal run the Boston marathon with an injured foot. Ooh. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. Yeah. I think you've just inspired me because I also have a dairy intolerant intolerance to cheese, but I freaking love cheese. And every time I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop eating cheese. And then I'll stop for like two weeks. And then I start again. And I was like, okay, well I'll just stop eating it. Cause I'm really sick of being inflamed and feeling gross, but I'm going to, I'm going to try this because I've done some pretty great mindset work on myself as well. And I'm like, I never thought about that. So I love it. Here's, here's the thing about it. It's like when you, this is kind of it in a nutshell for me, you see really shitty people in the world have everything that they want and you see really good people continue to struggle. Right. And they're like hitting barrier after barrier. And you're, and, and for me, it's like, what's the difference? Like, why are these really good people struggling, but these total assholes have money and have experiences and get opportunities and they're good looking and they're all this stuff and they're such jerks. The difference is those assholes believe that they deserve it. Those good people believe that they have stuff that they need to release to get it. Mm. Be an asshole. Sometimes you just need to be an asshole and believe that you deserve it. So, so true. 
All right. Yes. That's what we're going to title right? this episode, potentially. <laughs> Be an asshole. Believe asshole. that you deserve it. <laughs> yes. Be the uh, asshole. Believe you deserve it. <laughs> I love it. Another subject that you talk about and coach upon is the power to manage one's own emotions. And I think that's hard. It's yeah. a hard subject. Yes. And, you know, not all of us are in crisis or dealing with trauma, but just really every day, right? Just those little triggers that occur that can spiral us down and ruin our day or ruin our week or et cetera. So for your typical individual who, you know, is going to work, has a family, taking care of the kids, all that, there's a lot of emotions that come up dealing with day-to-day stuff. And it's hard, right? I always say adulting is hard. Life is hard, right? Adulting is hard. It's hard. So how can, you know, one help manage emotions in a way where life can be easier? I would say practice becoming a neutral observer. And that means that you, it's, it's fine that you have big emotions. It's fine that your emotions are intense. The difference is, do you buy into them or do you watch them float through you or do you allow them to go through you? Right. So when we buy into the, our emotions, that's when we get frustrated. That's when life gets hard. Our spouse isn't meeting our needs. Um, Our job sucks. Our kids are being, you know, kids. We're exhausted. These are all emotions that we are holding onto and buying into, right? Being a neutral observer is like, my spouse isn't meeting my needs. Huh? Okay. I'm not getting my needs met. I, I wonder what we can do about that. How can I fix this? Oh, my kids are being kids. And it's a lot for me right now. I'm having really big emotions and I'm tired. Huh? Okay. I'm going to let that flow through me. What can I do about that right now? What do I need in order to feel more centered? But the caveat to that is if you're not willing to create space in your day and in your week and in your month for you, becoming a neutral observer is really hard because you also have to give yourself what you need. And sometimes it's space. Agreed. You have to give yourself that. Which is step one of that, really everything, (laughs) the journey of healing in all, all areas and every single level and prioritizing your own needs for even if, like you said, five minutes a day. And you will be a better person and you will have more to give to the people that you love when you do that. I agree a hundred percent. Okay. Last topic that I would love to hear your thoughts on. And you talk about this in a recent, semi-recent post about transformation. Mm-hmm. And I love the subject because again, we are conditioned as a society to have this instant transformation of like, I want instant results. I want to feel better now. I want to heal now. I want to obtain that thing right now. Well, our body doesn't work that way and nor does our mind. So (laughs) how can we be more successful in our transformation, in our goals with, while working through that mindset of getting away from the instant gratification? I would say settle in on the journey and not the end result. So slow the fuck down people because we've got time. That's what I would say. I am laughing as my dog is barking. So sorry for people that are listening, but I just love this. So I'm not going to mute myself. Because 
Yes. Slow down. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love it. Recognize micro success. Recognize when you don't respond so intensely, not the fact that you didn't respond because the transformation started when the emotion was less or when you felt lighter or when something happened and you were okay with it. That's transformation. But we're used to looking at macro level stuff like the the end result is the new job or the partner giving you what you need or feeling the love for yourself. But it really starts way, 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 way sooner in a really small form. And when you can train yourself to see the micro movements and the micro results, not only does that train you to recognize forward moving act, you know, like strategy, your strategy is working, but it gets you out of your head and back into your body and in your heart. And it brings you back to the present moment. And that is key. And I think it's important to recognize that journey is not the there, it's the now, as you said, being present in the now. And so those little wins, as I like to call them, I always like to celebrate like, you know, Sunday successes. What are my Sunday wins? And it's like the little things as, okay, you wanted to eat less junk food. Okay. Well, you ate only one, you know, unhealthy thing this week. That's a win. Like, congratulations. Yeah. And if you can't let go of that, then that would lead me to want to do some inner child healing with you. Because why can't you see those little wins? Mm. What's preventing you from acknowledging those? Absolutely. Which, you know, there's so many layers we can get into. It's just that subject. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Well, I want to kind of circle back around to all the great things that we've talked about. And I always like to kind of recap with a couple of things, um, just in regards to, you know, what people can pull away. Obviously what we just talked about, recognizing transformation is not instant. Getting clear on your desires. Um, We talked about setting daily intentions, which I just love talking about. I think it's great. People need to do it. Like figure out whatever your routine is, whatever like works best for you. And then I think the other subject that is great for everybody to remember is that, you know, facing the shadow of recognizing that you don't deserve, that your mindset is that you don't deserve it and the why behind it. Because we all myself included, have been there. Oh yeah. At some point. For sure. (laughs) And we will continue to be there. I'm there right now on a certain topic, but I wasn't ready to deal with it before, but now I am. So guess what? I'm working through my shadows. Right. Never go away. They just come back in different ways. (laughs) Yep. So if somebody wanted to work with you, how can individuals find you? What's the best way to connect? Yeah. So I am on Instagram and it's at Jen underscore Golick coaching or well, there's no coaching. So it's at Jen Golick. You can also find me. Uh, my email address is J G O L I K one zero two seven at gmail.com. Send me an email. I'd love to chat. Um, I am on Facebook. 
under Jen Golick as well. Okay. And all that will be an easy click below for those wondering. Yep. yep. And I'm sure you don't have like a typical individual, but you know, what's, um, who are the, you know, more aligned individuals yeah. that you work with? Yeah. So the people that, uh, really find success with me are people that are open-minded and willing to challenge their belief systems in multiple different ways. Right. Um, you don't have to be considered a high performer in order to be a high performer. So if you just have a vision and you know that you want to achieve it, but you know that there's more out there. And so you want to go beyond that. You're a high performer. Those are the, those are the people that I typically work with male, female, totally fine. Um, any walk of life, totally fine. I just think the caveat is that you have to to be willing to challenge your belief systems and you have to be open-minded to different perspectives because we're going to be bringing a lot of that in. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Well, Jen, thank you. Thank you so much. This episode is just, I think so juicy. Everybody needs to take a listen. And yes. I know Jen said she's on Facebook all the time. If you are on Facebook, tag us, take a screenshot, share the love, create more of the ripple impact because yeah. the more we can impact individuals all over the world, the more ripple, ripple impact, ripple effect we can have on the world. Absolutely. So, and that's what we want to do is we want to just help people grow and, and change and transform. Mm, yes. Awesome. Well, again, thank you, Jen, and have a you. wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I'd love to connect with you. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram to be entered in to a $50 Amazon gift card. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and don't forget to glow like you're meant to. Have a fabulous week.